0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and today is Sunday, February 28th, 2021, last day of February, and we get ready for March and March Madness, MLB, and of course NBA, uh, where we start into the second half. So I really appreciate everybody Uh, taking the time on this Sunday to join me for this NBA DFS breakdown of the slate. As always, we we do every single game at uh, Coach Talk, and we will do uh, the single showdown game that's at 3.30 Eastern. Uh, I'll go over that first. And then we have a a real aggressive Sunday uh, main slate, eight games, which is a little bigger than normal for a Sunday night slate. So excited about that. We'll go over uh, the lines and probable lineups, look at the injuries and uh, really start building uh, some winning lineups. A couple things real quickly, excuse me. For those that uh, uh, joined yesterday, I had mentioned I was gonna be posting in discord for our members. Uh, a little bit of an adjustment to our Coach Talk process as far as bankroll management and contest selection, which was done yesterday. And we have <clears throat> a sliding scale there uh, that really is a proven uh, commodity of, of success. So we'd love to have you join us as a Coach Talk member. You can come in for as little as three days um, for $10. And we'd love to have you uh, check out our new coach, uh, or tweaked, I should say, Coach Talk process. Um, uh, That is certainly a big piece of of importance. Prior to even breaking down the games and doing your selections, you have to have the right formula in place for uh, sustainable profitability in DFS, or eventually you're going to be reloading all the time. So. Uh, Jump aboard with us and get into that uh, minority that actually turns a consistent profit in DFS. And uh, we're servicing uh, lineups for uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo! DraftKings. We do a coach's clipboard, which highlights and gives you uh, multiple opportunities to build a roster with that. Uh, Also, this week, I'm going to be dabbling in a lot of the other uh, entities out there just to see if it's anything we want to start supplying information for or, uh, you know, supporting, uh, whether it be Super Draft or Monkey Knife Fight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's multiple uh, ones out there. And, uh, you know, stay tuned this week because uh, with the All-Star break coming up soon, we're going to just make sure we don't uh, aren't missing out on anything that, that our members would like to see or get information on. So I uh, wanted to fill you in on that. Okay, we are gonna dive in without any further ado here. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and click the little alert in the upper corner there that lets you know when our podcast post. It is very important for us to get up there higher on the algorithm on YouTube Uh, to increase some views. So we'd really, really appreciate that. Again, we don't miss a game. We do all of them, including uh, the All-Star game, including the NBA playoffs and uh, NBA Summer League and Olympics. So we're doing all of it. Okay, L.A. Clippers at the Milwaukee Bucks. Great game for the afternoon game. Very competitive. Uh, It is Milwaukee minus one and a half. Over/under 235, and again, this is a standalone game. Defensively, the Clippers are 16th in team defensive efficiency. Milwaukee 12th. Uh, Pace-wise, um, Clippers slow 27th, and Milwaukee still pushing the ball. They are fourth. So you know that definitely dictates some of uh, some of the flow of that game for sure. Now, uh, one thing I will say: both teams look to be healthy uh, coming into this one for the most part. Uh, Clippers probable starting lineup, and they're 24 and 11. By the way, they have they are really playing good ball considering they've had different guys sitting in stretches uh, with the COVID protocol. You know, they haven't had George and, and uh, Kawhi the whole time, so 24 and 11 is is pretty outstanding. Uh, Their probable lineup is Beverly, George, Leonard, Batum, and Ibaka, just as normal. Um, You know, and their bench is a little deeper now that uh, those guys that were getting big minutes like the Reggie Jacksons of the world uh, are now able to come off the bench. So a a dangerous team and a deep team, and this should be a really good game. Uh, Milwaukee on the other side is 20 and 13. Uh, They did have a four-game losing streak in there, which was the longest they've had. Uh, with Coach Butt as their coach, but they've turned that around and uh, seem to be getting it going again. Um, looks like uh, Drew Holiday will play; he's probable. So when so when somebody's probable, I generally am going to count them in until the, if, unless they're downgraded. Really, the only thing that matters to me is questionable or doubtful. Uh, but I expect Holiday to play. Uh, that'll bump Divincenzo back to the two guard, along with uh, the regular starters, Middleton, Giannis, and Lopez. So this this is going to be a terrific game. You know, for a showdown game, you've got so many stars to choose from. Uh, you know, it, it makes it very very interesting. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that <clears throat> Giannis will be uh, the the pretty strong favorite to be the captain in a lot of people's lineups. And deservedly so. I mean, you know, he's, uh, what, eight out of ten times, he's probably going to lead this group in DFS points uh, in a showdown slate. I mean, even though it's Kawhi and Paul George. So um, I'm just going to go right there. I'm not going to try to get too cute there. I'm just going to put Giannis as my captain and eat the chalk and be done with it. I I think without him as the captain, you're going to be chasing uh, – Chasing points, so want to get that settled in, and then as far as the the potential uh, rest of the lineup, um, you know, you're obviously not going to be able to afford all the guys, you know, George and Leonard. Um, I'm going to uh, not play uh, Paul George in this one. He's going to be the fade that I'm looking at here. He's still on a pseudo minutes watch if you will like 28 ish or 30 ish kind of minutes that's what they're trying to do they're not steadfast on it but it's enough for me that if he has a little bit of an off game and doesn't get that extra five six minutes a run um i'm gonna go to Kawhi as my second guy now filling in from here is where it gets very interesting um I like Pat Bev a little bit here. I know Drew Holiday has uh, is a great defender. Pat Bev's super cheap. I think he's going to get decent minutes and you know I think he can he can reach value here without a whole lot of trouble. Plus with Holiday just coming back, I'm not sure he's going to be sharp and I'm not sure he's going to be uh, getting his full allotment of minutes. I have not seen anything that he's on a restriction, but I would assume that they'll somewhat ease them back in uh, with not being 100%. Um, after that, you have a lot of options. Middleton's a little too expensive, I believe, with, with the two big boys at the top. You can try to fit them in and pay down if you'd like. That's an option. If not, you know, you've know you got some bigs you can choose from. Um, Serge Ibaka has been a little disappointing, but his price has come down. And then you've got the very cheap option of Brook Lopez who's probably going to get, you know, 25 to 28, maybe 30 minutes at the very most. Uh, he's been a, a letdown this year for sure uh, for the Bucks and for DFS players. He's just been a little inconsistent and very uh, hit or miss. So, you know, it's he's a guy that wouldn't be a bad uh, body for a fill-in. And then, of course, DiVincenzo, who had some really strong games when holiday was out. Um, and, you know, even though holiday's running alongside him, I think he'll move over, play a little backup point, uh, as, as well. So that's it. That's what I've got for that game. It's going to be, you know, uh, chalky with Giannis and, uh, Kawhi, and then trying to fit in those right pieces with some of those value guys to make it work. Okay. We've got an awesome eight-game slate, main slate here. The first game is very interesting, and there's a couple games on here uh, that I really, really like, Uh, and I'm going to be stacking two, three guys from those games. So you'll notice as I'm going through several several of these, I'm not, you know, I'll go over all the information, but I may not have direct plays because I'm going to be Saving some spots uh, for a couple of particular games. So let's lay it all out there for you. Again, you know, my goal with these podcasts is that they give you a lot of information. You get a, a really good look to build a lineup by hand. We're talking about the statistical analysis, we're talking about defensive ratings, pace, you know, injury report, rotations, matchups, you know, everything that can give you. a good blueprint to put your lineup together and then the second piece of that is following the news throughout the day that's very important and then of course uh you know the most important thing of all is being with us in our discord that last 30 minutes before lock where we'll weigh all of this information and lock in our lineups for the night and you know there is a staggering of games tonight which was different than last night We've got some games at 7, 8, 9, and all the way uh, back to a 10 o'clock late game. So, again, very important in this day and age with COVID and everything going on that you keep an eye on our Discord throughout the evening. Uh, a lot of times when I'm setting up these initial lineups, um, and even you know when I put my final lineup in before the first lock, I will put a spot or two. That is uh, in a in a position to be able to swap swap out with somebody in a late game, and I try not to corner myself so I get stuck anywhere. Of course, but I will put some options in when there's other late games that I can switch guys to, and strategically, I think that's a big part of being successful in you know DFS in 2021 in the NBA because that is a big piece of what's going on. So. Uh, again, lean on us here at Coach Talk to do all of that work for you. We will keep you informed throughout the day and throughout the card, uh, you know, in our, in our Discord with all that information. Plus, we have the best community uh, that's out there. They really uh, uh, do a, a tremendous job letting everybody else know, you know, what's going on. Plus, I want to give a quick shout out to my man, Leonidas. Uh, He signed up this morning for a year pass. So he joins that group of elite members of ours that have that annual one year uh, pass. And we utilize that group uh, also for a lot of uh, information gathering. We get their opinions. We wanna see uh, what they're looking for. And uh, we're trying to get better every day here, Uh, learn, improve, tweak, add, whatever it takes to give our members the very best advantage uh, that we can give them. So big shout out to my man, Leonidas, and let's hit some Yahoo tournaments here. All right. We go, uh, we go to this uh, Washington-Boston game. Boston is a six-and-a-half point favorite. 231-and-a-half is the total. You have uh, Washington with the 27th-ranked uh, defense. Not good. Boston is 15th. Washington is the fastest paced team in the league, which always gives their games a lot of attention. Boston, however, is only 23rd, uh, not pushing the ball, uh, looking really to get some good half court defense and then some good half court sets. Um, The one thing about this game is Washington's on a second night of a back to back. Now, you know, we expect Westbrook to play. He's not on the injury report. He had sat out the second night of back-to-backs for the first good portion of the season. He's just now been playing the second half of back-to-back. So, you know, I think he's in, but let's keep an eye on that. That, you know, is a shifter if you're interested in Westbrook. And also, if he sits, it just makes Beal uh, almost too good to pass up. So, Uh, Hopefully he won't. He's not on any reports right now, but we need to keep an eye on that. Um, Regarding injuries, we know Ish Smith is still out. That gives Raul Neto a a big uh, role as a backup point guard, and he takes advantage of that quite a bit. Marcus Smart, their uh, soul of that team, is still out. He'll be out till after the All-Star break. And the guy that's questionable here is is Jalen Brown. Big news there, of course. Um, with Brown out, that massive usage uh, will filter to some of the other guys, specifically Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum. So, um, you know, with Kemba starting to step up the last week or so, uh, it's it is becoming a somewhat of a share there. It was the almost all the usage. It was crazy. Was going to just Tatum and Brown, with Kemba stepping back up he is getting a a nice chunk of that. So it does make the Boston guys at their prices, especially for Brown and Tatum, a little bit tougher to roster. Walker's still priced fairly. uh, And if Brown sits, I think, you know, you first look at Tatum as a serious consideration and look at Kemba as well. Um, Not interested in the Boston bigs, really Tice Thompson. Robert Williams is starting to get it done, man. I'd Some switch turned with him in the last couple of weeks. He's just skying and blocking shots. I think he is their center of the future. He did make value the last time, but he scares me because of minutes. He's coming off the bench. We don't know what the rotation will be. You know, Washington has a tendency to go small. Uh, Wagner's not a very big center. You know, if they don't bring Len in and and Lopez and play Hasha at center, you know, that they may just, you know, play those, the real bigs for Boston off the court and end up just going with either Tice or Thompson at the big. Um, they've even gone with Tate, Tatum a few times at the five, as crazy as that sounds. And then he brings the ball up, so makes it even tougher for matchups. Um, so that's where I am on the Boston side. On the, on the Washington side, again, you know, we need the news for sure. Westbrook's playing terrific ball, he is playing motivated ball. Uh, I don't know, though, on a back-to-back if he gets full run. And that, at his price, is a bit of a concern. Um, if Jalen Brown sits, I like Bradley Beal a lot more because uh, he's going to get Brown defense if Brown does play. And I do really respect his level of defense. So combination of things we need to see before we really push buttons in that game. Um, really, the rest of the rotation... I have no interest. It's very uh, confusing with Neto coming in and Garrison Matthews starting. Hashimura's been getting pretty good run uh, definite time split at center. Um, you know just a little bit tough on a huge slate like this with eight good games to to uh, look at any of those guys. All right, the second game on the main slate is the Chicago Bulls at 15 and 17 at the Toronto Raptors at 17 and 17. Which, considering they were two and nine and struggling to get to 17 and 17, is pretty uh, amazing. Um, Toronto's a four and a half point home favorite if you consider Tampa home. Uh, It's a 227 and a half total, which is actually the third third highest on the slate. Um, You've got defensive rating for Chicago 18th, Toronto is ninth. Pace of play, Chicago 6th. They look to push it. Toronto 14, but they have been picking up the pace of late. Remaining out for Chicago for quite some time now is Markkanen and Porter, uh, two guys that seem to be uh, hurt constantly. They remain out. And the big news for Toronto is uh, Siakam will be out until after the All-Star break, and it does shuffle the deck there because he is one of the highest usage players and one of the guys that's not a point guard that has the ball in his hands uh, more than than any uh, other players in the NBA. Lots of clear outs and lots of time uh, offensively spent on Siakam. So where does that go and how does it match up here? Chicago's backcourt is not played well defensively. Their DRPM numbers are poor. Uh, Immediately brings both Lowry and Van Vliet into play. It's always a tough call which one is in the best spot. And generally one will have a huge game and the other one will just have an okay game. Uh, not often will they both uh, really smash or both crash. So, you know, it becomes very important to determine which one, which way you want to go on that. Um, in this particular game, I'm leaning a little more towards Lowry. I think he's a tougher matchup for Kobe. Kobe is still very thin, very, uh, he's not strong. Let's put it that way. And, and Lowry can be a bull and really force his way to the hoop. And I just think that's going to be a little bit tougher matchup. Um, then, you know, Levine's not a great defender by any stretch, but he's long and lanky and Van Vliet being a smaller guy. I think that could just bother him a little bit, not that it's, uh, you know, going to shut him down, but to give the edge to Lowry slightly there. Um, with Siakam out, uh, Norman Powell has been getting more run and more usage, but his price has come way up, so I'm a little concerned there. Uh, and Anobi's not bad. I mean, he'll get you points in all different areas. Uh, he's going to be on the floor for mid-30s minutes and is certainly uh, you know, a value option without question. Uh, Chris Boucher is the million-dollar question for everybody. Nobody ever knows. Is the guy going to play decent minutes? Is he going to break the slate? I mean, it's one extreme to the other with him. Um, I don't know. You know, his price is high now. It's it's floated. It was way up. It floated way down. Now it's getting going back up again. Um, Baines did get a decent run last time out, but you know, Boucher can get points in bunches so fast. You know, a block and three rebounds before he can blink. And so he's got to be in at least consideration here. Um, On the Chicago side, I'm not going to pay up for the big big price Levine here, although I really like, you know, how can you not like Levine? He's been arguably top three guards in the entire league this first half of the season. Unstoppable at times, but I do like Toronto's backcourt defense. I think, you know, with Boucher getting a little more run protecting the rim, Uh, You know, I'm just not going to quite push the button on Levine. Um, Same thing with White with the Toronto defense. Uh, A couple of value guys that generally can squeeze in and get get you to 5X, uh, Garrett Temple and and, uh, Patrick Williams. Uh, Williams has even had a couple of uh, smash games, 8X, so he's in play. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., since he returned, has been really good. He really has. Now, he's had some better matchups, uh, you know, against teams without good centers or without really any centers, if, if uh, you look at Houston. And so I'd, I'm probably not going to go there, but I'm keeping an eye on him uh, as he has continued to improve uh, since he's returned. All right. We moved from the seven o'clock two games now to a group of four 8 p.m. Eastern games. First one being the New York Knicks at 17 and 17 and Detroit at nine and 24, which sounds terrible, but they are playing better. Uh, New York is a one point favorite. The total is only 212 and a half here. So uh, big giant siren there. It is by far the smallest total on the board by a lot. And it is New York, the third-best defensive team, Detroit 17th, and getting scrappier and better. Uh, and here's the, the real uh, thorn in the whole uh, balloon here, if you will. Knicks dead last in pace, Detroit 25th. We also, on top of that, have the Knicks on the second night of a back-to-back. So a lot of things there not to like and a lot of reasons why to pass this game and uh, I guarantee you, I will not be paying up uh, for the big dogs here. I just don't think they're getting enough possessions to, to uh, other than maybe just scrape by on value. Injury-wise, by the way, uh, Alfred Payton is still doubtful. Um, so Derek Rose, I'm sure, will get another start. Uh, we know that Mitch Robb is still out, which Nerland's Noel has continued to be a decent play, especially on FanDuel where he's a power forward. So uh, he he remains in play. And then uh, we know DeLon Wright is still out. Uh, he'll be out till after the All-Star break for Detroit. So a couple of things here. We can look at uh, the rotation for the Knicks. Looks like uh, off the bat, it's Rose, Bullock, Barrett, Randall, and Noel. And for Detroit, it's Smith, Ellington, Bay, Grant, and Plumlee. All right, couple things here. I think, you know, Plumlee's had some huge games this year and is playing, uh, I think, better than anybody expected except the GM from Detroit who paid him the big bucks. So he's playing well and is in play. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been just fantastic. I, I, mean, I can't remember when he hasn't uh, gotten to 5X at least. But, you know, again, in this atmosphere at his price, uh, that's a deterrent. Uh, Sadiq Bey has just been terrific. Other, you know, he's other than Lamelo, he's to me the up-and-coming rookie uh, of the year guy. But no one's going to get Lamelo. But he's he's really got the potential to be that first-team All-Rookie without question. Uh, uh, he's playing terrific. Not interested in the whole guard rotation deal with Smith. And uh, you know, uh, I really like Lee off the bench but Saban Lee looks great. I just don't know if he'll get enough minutes with Smith getting more of the minutes and Smith closed the game last game. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, I definitely have more interest in Lee long-term, but not willing to, to gamble with uh, the minutes situation here. Nick's Derek Rose is floated up in price now and he's not guaranteed massive minutes. I know that's Tibb's MO. I mean he plays his guys a ton and Rose is definitely one of his guys. But you know you, you got to play IQ a little bit back there. He's got to get minutes. Burks plays a lot. Um, there's there's just a, a big rotation there you know you even have Nid- Kina back. Not sure he'll get in there, but uh, there's there's a pretty healthy rotation uh, with the Knicks and you know that that deters me from wanting to uh, roster anybody. Um, RJ Barrett's price has come way, way down, which makes him at least a consideration. Randall, just too costly. And Noel, at his price, especially a power forward uh, on FanDuel, is a possibility. But nobody locking in. Uh, no, I'm not going to lock anybody in on this game. Uh, if I get a one off value, that would be uh, fine. Okay, we go to the fourth game. It is. Uh, The Memphis Grizzlies at the Houston Rockets, also 8 o'clock. Memphis is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 221 is the over-under. Two decent defensive teams. Uh, Memphis 14, but here's the thing. Houston is sixth. They were second last week, and they are falling like a rock. Uh, No interior defense. I have no clue what they're doing there. Uh, no idea what their future's going to be, uh, not a fun time to be a Rockets fan, but they are on the skids and playing poorly um, and, you know, hard to trust as far as, you know, if their game's going to stay close. Now, uh, Memphis, like I said, is only a three and a half point favorite, so maybe we get some extra run for some of their guys. Uh, the, the good thing is Memphis is 15th, Houston is third in pace, so That's definitely in the favor of of some more possessions. Houston is on the first night of a back-to-back. not sure how much that's going to affect anybody but uh, probably John Wall. Uh, You know, he's sort of had a pseudo minutes cap, too, in that 28 to 30 range. But there's no Oladipo this game. Oladipo's out. We know Christian Wood's been out for a while and Grayson Allen is out on the Memphis side but with Ola Depot out you know it does bring John Wall and Eric Gordon to the forefront of of possibilities i don't want to pay up for for John Wall to be honest with you uh you know he's he's not completely right and i just think that you know he's going to get decent amount of ownership uh and not i haven't seen him smashing any slates by any so uh, you know, Eric Gordon's price is OK. Um, he, again, has the potential, though, to hit, you know, six, seven, eight threes on any given uh, night. But, uh, you know, he, he has a tendency to burn you as much as he helps you. Uh, Daniel House has been a nice value play of late, although his price is drifting up now, unfortunately. Uh, you know, but he's capable of, of uh, scoring points in uh, bunches. Uh, Jajon, uh, J-Jone Tate, very difficult, uh, to say that. D- I want to say DeJounte for Devontae Murray, but uh, J-Jone Tate, um, Jay Tate, I don't know, whatever. Jay Tate, I think, is the best, is the right way to say it. Uh, great scrappy guy out on the floor, gets the 50 50 balls, great defender. He's gonna get good minutes, he's a good value, but he also has stretches where you would swear he didn't touch the ball once on offense. So a lot of the stuff he's going to get is by his own hustle and scratching and clawing for putbacks and some rebounds. But uh, he is a a good emergency go-to guy for value play, better than this last guy, P.J. Tucker, who he did have a decent game for the first game, first time in a long time uh, this last game. Uh, Rumors are he's on the trade block, you go to a team that's, uh, you know, a contender, which I hope, you know, he's played so hard and so out of position his whole life. I hope he gets to go to a team where he can actually help them and play, you know, the role in a position he should be playing, not center. Um, So that's my take on the Houston side. As far as Memphis goes, I I like Jaw Moran a lot here. I think Jaw is a fantastic play today. Uh, Again, Houston's defense is dropping like a rock. Uh, Jaws in full, full gear and been playing uh, well. And I think that this game just fits into uh, one of those, you know, 7x, 8x potential games for jaw at a fair price. Now, if he's going to do that, he is going to have to hit a few outside jumpers. Uh, He's only a 28% lifetime three point shooter so far. Uh, shot 22% last year, so that is an area that concerns me because small guards, you need to get a piece of everything. Uh, but, you know, he gets steals. He even gets some blocks for a little dude because he can jump through this, the roof. Uh, and I'm just banking on that he's going to hit a few mid-range and range and threes. I do like uh, Jaw a lot today. Uh, right now, the probable lineups are Morant, Melton, Brooks, Anderson, and Joval. Uh, they'll bring. Uh, looks like they'll they'll bring. Uh, who am I trying to think of? Clark off the bench. There you go. And then Houston's uh, Wall, Gordon, House, Tate, and Tucker um, as their starters, uh, probable starters. Um, Kyle Anderson's had a fine season, but you know, uh, and Dylan Brooks is scrappy too. I think that both of those guys will get some Tate defense, which will slow them down a little bit. Uh, you know, but price-wise, they're not bad. They both have the potential, you know, they're in the same boat for me for potential value plays that can, you know, pretty high floor actually, because they're both going to play decent minutes, but definitely a limited ceiling. So a concern there. Uh, val has to be a high consideration here. He's one of my top three centers on the slate just because uh, Houston has just been getting killed by big men, including, I alluded to earlier, a couple ba- games back with Wendell Carter Jr., uh, who had his best career game uh, against them. Um, I, he may have had something crazy like a triple-double or something. If, if Something uh, jogs my brain. I know he had a great game. Not a triple-double, I don't think. But he was up there. And that has been the pattern since they... Uh, cut cousins and have had Christian Wood uh, hurt. So, uh, Joe Val, high consideration, fair enough price that I think he's got to be a real serious consideration uh, to make your, your roster today. All right, that is halfway through the main slate. It leaves us four games to go. A couple of real quick pieces of information. Uh, Here at DFS Coach Talk, we do seven-day-a-week podcasts throughout the week uh, in front of the paywall for the NBA, so catch those. We post around lunchtime during the week and late morning on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, We'll also be launching our Major League Baseball uh, package. We crushed MLB last year. We have some announcements coming up with that. you know, that the first spring training games are today, believe it or not. So February baseball, you got to love it. Uh, But, you know, that'll motor on here and really uh, start up uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, you want to catch, join us at at Coach Talk for that as well. Also, we've been on a real hot streak. Looks like it may continue. Fingers crossed. No jinxing. I got to knock on wood, but looks like our, our uh, golf lineups for this week are doing great going into the final round today uh, we've won uh, four weeks in a row hopefully making it uh, five weeks here so join us we do a Tuesday podcast and then we post our lineups Wednesday night for the Thursday tournament so you definitely want to catch that again our you know when you jump in with us it's all all about the process allocating that bankroll properly Uh Definitely selecting the right contests, and I'm almost to half of our members now, not quite, but uh, I, I like to have a one-on-one meeting, uh, and it's optional, obviously, but it's included in your membership. I love to just, you know, go head-to-head with each of our members and talk about all of those things, talk about strategy, what, you know, really geared to what they're looking for and what our ideas here are at Coach Talk, so that we get on the same page and it's been great. So, you know, a lot of uh, hands-on and regardless of our size, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, I'm a coach at heart. That's why I wanted to, to really do Coach Talk uh, was to, you know, help people to move into that 13%, which win consistently in DFS and get out of that 87% that consistently reload, uh, you know, for multiple reasons. So uh, definitely love to have you come in. We do have our best offer of the season going. If you, any day you join from now on forward uh, in the next couple of months, and you wanna take the, the sooner you join the bigger advantage it is. Uh, if you go to betus.com.pa, sign up with the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. You automatically get a free membership with Coach Talk. From now, the day you sign up, all the way until June 1. So, I mean, it, you can't beat it. And then the 149 you deposit in BetUS, you use to bet on games, prop plays, whatever you want. If you're not interested in BetUS whatsoever, uh, you can sign up directly with us at Coach Talk. Pay the 149 and you have a membership until June 1. So check us out, DFSCoachTalk.com. That's where you can sign up to become a member uh, and or uh, you can get the link to go to BetUS uh, to, to uh, try that offer as well. Okay. I think I say as well a lot. I maybe have to, have to keep score on those and try to cut back on the as well. The one that always gets me is people that say at the end of the day, like 15 times in a conversation. I don't, not that I'm saying anything about anybody else. It's just that bugs me. Okay. Dirk, by the way, is happy today. I know we talked to Dirk. A few people sent me comments. Uh, yes, I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Talking to Dirk over here, but uh, we had to hide his eyes yesterday. We thought the the Mavs were going to get it handed to him, and I was uh, uh, barking at him a little bit. Next thing you know, KP's playing Mavs route. I mean, everybody's happy. Uh, Dirk jumped off the wall. I had to stick him back up there. So, good stuff. All right, second half of the main slate. Memphis and Houston, Uh, did I say Memphis? No, not Memphis and Houston. I did them already. How about Golden State and the Lakers? Is that better? Eight o'clock game, Lakers minus three and a half. It's a 2.22 total. Here's the big scary part. Golden State fifth, Lakers first. Interesting. Does that deter people from playing that game? I think it does. 2.22, not that great of an over-under. I think people, although they're going to want, they see the Currys, they see the LeBrons. I still think this is going to be an under game because of those numbers. Uh, Golden State is second in pace, so major pace-up game, and the Lakers are 19th. Uh, The only guy out for either team of any uh, consequence is AD. We know that he's out uh, for quite some time. I think, what did they say? Maybe two to four weeks, something like that. So... Anyway, this is a game I like, and it's unusual because normally with that type of defensive ratings, two of the top five, you think I would run from it. But again, I think it goes lower owned, and I don't think you have to go to LeBron and Curry. I think there are other players in this game, you know, Warriors are 19 and 15, Lakers are 23 and 11. These teams can score, they're efficient, uh, they're smart. Um, Right now, the probable lineups are Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, Green, and Looney. And for the Lakers, it's Schroeder, Coldwell, Pope, James, Morris, and Gasol. Um, I like the benches here. I like the, I think, the pace of this game. I think uh, you can go to Curry or James. I'm not counting them out as pay-up guys. Uh, I do want to save money for the last game on the slate, which happens to be my favorite. Uh, So I could play one of the two studs in this game, but not both. Uh, I like the secondary guys a lot here. I think, um, you know, Caldwell Pope has been dirt, dirt cheap and getting decent minutes. Kyle Kuzma is priced right. Schroeder now has a game under his belt. He's priced right. Uh, Same thing, a little bit higher on Wiggins and Oubre. But man, have they been playing their part and scoring the ball. Uh, Draymond Green's been playing like a lunatic lately and not a looney tick because I don't like Ke- Kevon Looney here. Uh, he's splitting time with Weissman. Green plays a little center. Uh, no reason to go there. But Draymond is in play. I know, you know, I wish we had his price from a month ago when he was super duper value. His prices continue to go up. But th- the bottom line is here, I like a lot of these ancillary pieces and maybe one key component and I think this game, uh, surprisingly, uh, is pretty high scoring, even though the defenses are decent. Uh, the the Lakers defense is not the same with AD out by any stretch. You know, he's he and Embiid, to me, are the two best defensive players in the league, even over Gobert. Uh, and taking him out of that rotation uh, really messes things up uh, for the Lakers defensively. So... Uh, you've seen they've gotten smashed a few times and given up a decent amount of points. Uh, and I think that uh, Golden State is going to score points in this game uh, pretty easily. And I think the Lakers, you know, they've ran across and got shut down by Utah, but so does everybody else in the league. I think they'll find a lot easier easier sledding against Golden State, and they'll be able to uh, put up some, some good points here. So uh, definitely the sleeper game that I like, uh, on the slate that I'll be rostering some people on. Okay, the other eight o'clock game, there's two more actually, or no, this is the last one. Atlanta and Miami is the last eight o'clock game. There were four of them. Miami's a six and a half point home favorite uh, coming off that nice Utah win. 221 and a half, so middle of the road. As far as uh, defensive efficiency, we know Atlanta is not good defensively. They're 23rd, Miami is eighth and playing uh solid basketball pace here is within question and an issue 16th for atlanta 24th for miami so that is definitely uh not a good sign there plus we have the news that's going to shift uh, the slate for this game and that's trey young he is questionable uh and you know that is the biggest news of this game completely because if trey sits then it the discussion comes immediately into play, Herter, Collins, Capella. You know, there's going to be a lot of usage to go around. Not that I'm going to stack Atlanta guys against a pretty stout Miami defense, but it does bring them in play as opposed to if Trey does play. So can't really recommend until we know that news. Uh, Reddish is doubtful, by the way, for Atlanta. And then the news that's going to affect the Miami side is uh, Hero is questionable as well. So if he sits, that opens up a little bit more time, uh, you know, for their other guards. Now, Drogic is back and playing well. You know, he's splitting some time with none, and they do have depth there. You know, Duncan Robinson's getting a lot of time. Uh, they're bringing other shooters, Struess, and some of these guys off the bench. Uh, so it it gets a little congested there. Uh, this does feel like a Jimmy Butler kind of triple-double-ish kind of game where, you know, I think he can take advantage of uh, his speed and, and uh, his full game. Now, they may try to put Tony Snell on him a little bit, who's a really, you know, decent defender, but I don't know how much Snell is going to be on the floor. Uh, I just, I think, you know, the payup guy in this game for me, if I'm going to take anybody, and I may not, is Jimmy Butler, and that's if Trey Young plays, because then uh, he, I think Butler gets surpassed by uh, Collins, and and from a, a value standpoint, a point maybe Herder. Um, not going Bam this game or Kelly O. I, you know, I think they'll defend well against Collins and Capella, but I just see more of a standoff of, of those four guys uh, as opposed to a real standout game. And again, you know, from a usage standpoint alone, if Trey's out, we will reconsider there. However, you know, I think I really like Miami in this game. They're playing with confidence. They're on a home stretch. Uh, Atlanta's not been consistent, being five games under 500. Um, So, you know, a game I'm going to steer pretty clear of because of somewhat blowout potential, even though the line's small and, you know, the rotation from there. Okay, nine o'clock game, the only nine o'clock game on the slate. Phoenix and Minnesota, and it uh, it has uh, the biggest spread. It's the only double digit spread, and it's Phoenix minus 10 and a half. They are 21 and 11, playing against the seven and 27 Timberwolves. The over under in this game is 224 and a half. We have Phoenix with the seventh rated defense, Minnesota is 24th. Pace-wise, though, Phoenix controls game, controls pace, second slowest team in the league uh, to the Knicks. And Minnesota is fourth. They are pushing the ball, not quite to the level when D'Angelo Russell has the keys to the car there, but Rubio is still getting up and down the floor. McLaughlin off the bench playing decent minutes at point uh, is also pushing the ball. However, Phoenix has a tendency to slow teams down. Uh, and pump the brakes there whether you like it or not and and control the game Uh, the other issue is minnesota's on the second night of a back-to-back and they did play hard they played some of their main guys a lot of minutes cat vanderbilt i had v8 last night uh he was really good man that i like that young kid but this is a tough matchup against crowder and some of the tough defenders uh for Phoenix Sarge might play as well. And he can, he'd bang around Vanderbilt is very a thin guy, but very athletic. Sarge is questionable. We know Beasley and Russell are out uh, for some time for Minnesota, which uh, pumps up uh, some of their other guys. So um, on the, on, yeah, on the, Phoenix side, you know, we've got the same dilemma we always have, this sharing of the ball with Paul Booker and Ayton. And now, you know, you can get some good contribution from their bench. Uh, Bridges is always a decent value play that can go off against, you know, poor defensive Minnesota team. You know, this game, though, really screams to uh, pass because I think it could blow out. And Minnesota on the second night of a back to back, I can't see them. Uh, beating the Daylights out of the minutes for any of their guys. Um, Anthony Edwards takes a lot of bad shots. He's not rosterable to me because just a lot of empty stats. And I know he's a high flyer and he's fun to watch as far as his athletic ability. But as a player, really, if I'm coaching him, I'm not thrilled. He's not a great defender. He forces a lot of shots. He doesn't seem to really play in the team flow. And with all of that, doesn't really put up good uh, DFS numbers and has a tendency to turn the ball over. So Rubio's okay, but McLaughlin is going to share a lot of those duties, especially on a back-to-back. Um, and then, you know, uh, V8's the guy that I like at his price, but this matchup, the the pace of the game, uh, you know, just a little bit hard to go there. So this is. Uh, one of my least favorite games and one that I'm not going to have a lot of attention to. All right, how about we wrap this nine game slate that won early in eight a main slate up? We have the Charlotte Hornets at 15 and 17 against the Sacramento Kings at 13 and 20. Uh, Sacramento is a one and a half point favorite be, believe it or not, because Charlotte is on this long road trip. The, the total is 237 and a half. And guess what? It's the highest total. So guess what? I love this game. Not because of that. Usually I don't love the highest total game because it gets overplayed. But this just happens to be the late night game, happens to be the highest total, but it also happens to be the game I like the most. I think this this could be one of those monster shootouts, last team that has the ball wins, you know, 130, 128 kind of games. I just see this game blowing up. Uh, Neither team plays good defense at all. Charlotte's down a 21 and sinking. Sacramento's dead last. You've got a very uh, probably close contested game here with that big number. And their pace is great, 13th and 9th, respectively. They get up and down the floor. Um, Charlotte is on the first night of a back-to-back, but they've been in Sacramento a night. They're rested. They have a lot of young players. That does not scare me at all. Injury-wise, some interest here. Uh, Sacramento, their bench is going to be a lot thinner because Whiteside and Parker, who've gotten good minutes off the bench, are out, and also one of their key players, Halliburton's out, which raises up you know Heald and Barnes and guys usage-wise, and even Fox. From the Charlotte side, Zeller is questionable, which you know it's not really the biggest news anyway. I am not going to play Biombo ever again. The rest of my life and in, in my next six lives, I'm not playing Biombo again. I'm a little sore about the last time, but uh, he just regardless if Zeller plays, if Biombo plays, if they play PJ Washington at center a portion of the time, it's a, it's not worth the hassle. Plus, Rashawn Holmes to me is the best defender <clears throat> on the the Kings, so I want no part of the bigs there uh, Devontae Graham remains out. So here in the nutshell, here are the guys that I would like to roster. I'm going to probably have f- exposure of four here. I'm I, the guy, the first two guys I want in are LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier. I want to play both these guys. I'm putting them in there. Darren Fox is the third guy. He's a little pricey, but as you can tell, I haven't spent a ton of cash here. And then the fourth guy I'm wavering between three Kings here right now. Barnes would be my number one guy and then Heald and Bagley, uh, two, three in that order. So I will be sitting way down the list going into the, this last game, hopefully mid pack, and then have my four guys, uh, lead our, our coach talk team to victory. That's, uh, the way that we're going to be looking tonight. So, Really excited about that last game. Uh, like uh, the card, in, uh, all all toll I think is really solid. You know, we don't have to fight against the Lucas and uh, Jokic's and and things like that today. So it creates a, a chance to really build a mid-level lineup that makes sense, and you're not having to chase, you know, an 80-point game by Harden or something like that. So very excited about the slate today. I think that we're going to absolutely crush it. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, like a uh, thumbs up, subscribe, hit that alert button. We'd love to have you at DFS Coach Talk as a team member. And I really hope this helped start your build today and that you'll follow through with the news and with us in Discord to finalize your slate and crush it because it is a great Sunday slate in NBA. All right. Thank you so much again for joining me. I'll be back uh, tomorrow with my running mate there, Mr. Andrew Hansen. So uh, congratulations, Andrew too, by the way, he had a monster GPP lineup last night. Uh, And for our members, he's going to be supplying a lineup for that early showdown slate uh, as well. So great day. Uh, Enjoy your Sunday. Hope everybody's well and happy and Enjoy every moment because it is precious. And we will look to crush you and crush it and crush the slate. If you're watching us, any of our opponents here at DFS Coach Talk, we're just in a crush it mode today. So we're coming after it. And uh, we will definitely uh, be there with you. So thanks again for listening. And we'll catch you tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.